Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, founder of Maximize Social Business, the Social Media Center of Excellence, and the Social Tools Summit, Neil Schaefer. everybody, Neil Schaefer here again. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. Today, I have the honor of providing you an interview I did with Mary Lynn Montoya of Sociable. Sociable is another one of the employee advocacy tool providers that shined at our recent social tool summit. And Marilyn actually called in from France to share with us her perspectives on employee advocacy, which I think you'll find very, very interesting how employee advocacy begins as a marketing function, but similar to social media in general, enterprise-wide employee advocacy is a natural outcome of social business. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode and starting next week, you should hear me go back to my own ranting and raving on anything and everything social media. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And wow, this is the last episode of 2015. So thank you for listening in. I'm already at, wow, this is episode number 123. So looking forward to getting close to 200 next year. Thanks for joining me. And I really hope that if you enjoyed this episode, as well as all the others, you'll subscribe on iTunes, give it a rating, make a comment and share it with your friends. Until next time, everybody, enjoy the interview. Hey everybody, this is Neil Schaefer and you are listening to another episode of Maximize Your Social. There's another social media tool vendor that I'd like to introduce you to on this podcast. A sponsor of both of my social tool summits, I'd like to introduce you right now to Marilyn Montoya from the company Sociable. Marilyn, welcome to Maximize Your Social. Hi Neil, thank you for having me here. Um, it was so, great to, to, to be here. Thanks. And, you know, Marilyn and I are not strangers. <laughs> we know each other pretty well by now. But <laughs> we are recording this over international phones, so if it sounds a little distant, that's probably why. So, Marilyn, Sociable. Sociable is not a household name in social media like a Hootsuite or, you know, a Buffer. Tell us, for those that have never heard of Sociable, obviously those that have been going to the Social Tool Summits know very well about Sociable, but those that haven't, give everyone sort of an introduction as to what your company does and, and your role in the whole social media ecosystem. Right. Okay. Well, Sociable, um, in essence, is an employee advocacy platform. And what that means is it's a technology that um, uses content marketing and social media networks to connect um, relevant content to employees in order to showcase uh, their company's brand. So the idea is, um, you know, I'm going to provide content in an easy way to my employees for them to discover, um, you know, what's going on with the company, what's going on with the brand, what are the topics that are relevant uh, in the space, in the space of that company, in their universe, and allow them to, to share that content onto their own personal networks. Um, and there's several reasons, you know, uh, for engaging employees into doing so. Um, so, you know, one of those ma- the main reasons is to obviously um, uh, amplify the message of the brand through the voice of the employees and also um, to allow those employees to um, engage in personal branding uh, with social networks. That means, um, you know, kind of develop a thought leadership through the content that um, the company is helping 
provide those employees and then, you know, also have them um, understand what it means to, to build your brand on social media. Because the reality is, you know, these days people are becoming part of the company brand. Um, and business is done between people, not between company and people. So the idea is, you know, let's, let's allow employees to, to engage with uh, audiences on social media networks through the help of this tool. Well, Marilyn, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. Well, for some listeners and those that are seasoned listeners of Maximize Your Social and, and readers of Maximize Social Business, they're very aware of employee advocacy and how it's obviously one of the, uh, the hottest trends right now in social media marketing. But for those that aren't as familiar with it, it, they may seem taken aback because, Marilyn, wasn't it just a few years ago that sort of employees were employees and, and they, they followed orders and – uh, companies were telling them to stay off of social media. Uh, what has happened over the last, you know, well, social, well, you've been in business for a few years. What has happened that sort of transformed companies to wanting their employees to engage in social? Well, I think the idea is that um, your employees are your, your best asset. You know, they're the people that um, understand your company, understand your brand, and they're also the people that engage with, you know, prospects and clients um, in real life, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, through, through sales or through marketing or through, through general points of contact throughout, you know, uh, the business life. And, and the reality is that, you know, companies um, must now be on social media. You know, almost everybody has uh, a LinkedIn company page or, or an official Twitter handle, and then it's just a, a natural evolution, a natural progression of that, of that logic that, okay, well, actually it's really important to be active on social media. So now you have brands that are active on social media, regardless of whether you're a, you know, a consumer brand or, or a corporate brand. Um, and so the next logical step and the natural progression is to say, well, you know, hey, maybe I have some prospects on the social media networks that, you know, my sales team should be engaging with. Or maybe I have, you know, some, you know, potential new, uh, you know, job candidates that I should be engaging with on social media. And so in, in that same, following that same logic now, um, why not empower different groups within your, your company to, to engage in those, in those conversations? And because content marketing is, is the, the main way that happens, the main way that people communicate with each other on, on social media, it makes sense to, hey, okay, well, let's, let's facilitate um, that conversation further. I think that, you know, that the fear of allowing employees to be on social media, that will always be there. Um, I think the risk uh, exists regardless of whether the companies, you know, choose to acknowledge it. Um, but I think it's actually better to, to address it than to ignore it um, and to kind of play a, a kind of draconian role and say, no, social media is bad and, and, and you cannot touch it because, you know, it's dangerous. I think that's not the, the message that um, companies want to, to communicate to their employees. Um, and so um, I think that many companies, especially the ones, you know, the, the early adopters have realized okay, you know, actually this, this might not be such a bad idea. If I explain to my employees, you know, hey, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, what are some basic rules, you know, a lot of common sense, 
um, why not allow them to, to kind of um, engage in that content marketing for themselves and for their company? Because, you know, for the most part, you know, unless, you know, you have a very disgruntled employee, which does happen, um, most people want to, you know, showcase what they're doing, what they're working on in their company, what role they're playing, you know, what projects they're working on. You know, so the idea is, okay, let, let, let's allow people to share that and to, you know, um, position themselves as, as somebody that is an expert in something. You know, I'm an expert in, in my domain. I, I, you know, I sell this or I talk about this or I build this. You know, I think it's not a, a negative thing to allow employees to, to showcase themselves and, and the contributions that they're making to their company and by way of that, you know, making a good impression on behalf of the company. Well said. You know, I, I'm just thinking that you had brought up the term content marketing a few times, and obviously employee advocacy yeah. is, is a lot more than just content marketing, as we all know. But I'm, I'm just curious, the customers that come to you, Marilyn, when they begin, are, are they primarily interested in that amplification content marketing approach to employee advocacy, but then after they begin implementing it, start to see the other ways in which it benefits the company? Have you seen that's the, the current trend, or, or what do you see with your customers? You know, that's a great question. Um, it actually, it really depends on the maturity of the company in terms of, of how comfortable they feel with social media. Um, I think that at the beginning, oftentimes it, it starts off with, let's say, uh, a discussion about amplification, a comparison to paid media, a reach, you know, the numbers, the clicks. Um, the amount of traffic you can drive, for example. But I think that's just the early, uh, the early kind of, you know, added, you know, added value that, that, that a, you know, a decision maker may, may look at and say, hmm, this sounds interesting. I think once you start digging into it deeper, um, you know, companies tend to realize, well, actually there are a lot of other uh, value added, uh, excuse me, um, value propositions that, 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 that play a role. Um, and, you know, after that it becomes, okay, well, thought leadership, and then actually, oh, this is great because people are actually into, into participating uh, into this program, and, and they want to share content, and they like being active on social networks, and they like the, the idea that their company is kind of um, progressive or, like, um, you know, trusting them enough to, to give them, offer them the opportunity to play this role. So. Uh, after that, the, the ROI, you know, it, it comes in different forms. And, and I think that the companies are really starting to, to look at that in multiple ways, not just from, hey, this is my amplification reach, but, you know, this is how many active members I have in my community. These are how many uh, brand ambassadors I have now. These are, you know, um, you know the, the number of subsidiaries worldwide that are not, now participating in this initiative. So um, I think that... Um, you know, the, the conversation has evolved or does evolve uh, with each one of our clients. Now, how does that, that evolution take place? So I'm assuming that when companies start, it's, uh, I'm assuming the marketing departments, you know, marketing, corporate communications, PR, that those are the folks that reach out to you. How does it, how does it evolve internally? Do they end up setting up employee advocacy committees and the committee members are taken from different departments, or how does it go from a one department to a multi-department activity? Um, yeah, that's also another great question. Um, 
like I said, it really depends on, on the organization, like the internal right. organization of each company, because, you know, they all vary. Um, usually what I would say happens is that um, uh, a company may be interested in social for a very specific need at the beginning. Let's say, okay, um, I have a group of social sellers, people who, you know, use LinkedIn or use other social media networks to um, look for prospects. And they say, okay, well, I, I want to facilitate the social selling activities of, of my sellers, so um, let's try a, a, a social pilot. So, you know, they'll, you know, we'll build a, a pilot program for, you know, maybe a couple hundred people or less. Um, and, and, you know, we, we go through a whole uh, pre-launch and support um, uh, process where we, in, you know, we kind of train uh, the company to, to execute this program, how, how to build the program. For example, um, we'll say, okay, so before we launch, we need to define X, Y, and Z, which can be, okay, who's going to um, administrate this platform, who, who are going to be the users, um, you know, who's going who's gonna to animate it, where's this content going to come from, um, you know, how often will you update you know, your content, will you have enough content, who's going to be monitoring the activity. These are all the questions that, that we ask before we even talk about, you know, setting up a platform. And then once those roles are defined, and, and it may vary, so if it's, let's say, that group of social sellers, it may be uh, somebody on, on that sales team who manages it, or it might be, like, one person on the marketing team who's working with that sales team to do, to do that. Um, and then what usually happens after that, you know, we, we support them throughout the pilot um, checking in, seeing how the animation process is going, are people engaging on the platform, are they, you know, sharing certain kinds of content. Um, since we have a lot of uh, tracking and, and analytics um, tied to the platform itself, you know, we look at those numbers and we say, okay, it looks like this kind of content is more interesting to your users, you know, maybe you should produce more of that kind of content. Um, these are the times you're sharing, et cetera. And then after that, after the pilot, usually we have pretty good results, and people are really happy to use it, and they, and they become uh, used to it. So they say, okay, I come into the morning, uh, you know, I check my emails, and then I check my social, you know, and then I, you know, I do my, my couple of shares, I schedule them in, and then, you know, I, I get feedback on that. And I think when people realize um, the impact that it has, um, they can really engage. And then after that, we start talking about, okay, how can we apply this program to other groups of people within the organization? And that's usually how, you know, this kind of grows from, you know, let's say a 30 or 100 or 200 person program to a, a global initiative. Got you. So it's, it's this natural evolution that begins with this pilot program, but through the training and through the successes of the pilot program is where we see this natural evolution to where else in the organization can we apply it. And as, and I suppose in parallel, just, just more departments are using social media as we evolve from social media to social business. So it sort of goes hand in hand with that. Exactly. And actually we, we, um, we play a large role also in, in the training. We, we want um, the companies to understand, you know, you know, how to deal with those tricky issues. But, um, we offer, you know, you know, quick, Quick uh, workshops, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a whole, you know, you know, two-month thing. It can be, you know, a couple of workshops um, where we explain the do's and don'ts on social media, how to improve your profile, you know, how to tweet properly, you know, how to, um, you know, how, how to engage with audiences on social media. And, and actually, 
employees find that quite useful because many employees, there are a lot of people that still don't use, you know, um, social media on a regular basis. I mean, they're a bit maybe intimidated by it or they don't see the relevance. Or, and it's interesting because when we do these programs, you all of a sudden develop, you know, the, the people within the company that all of a sudden realize, oh, I'm kind of into this, and they become influencers. And that, I think that's what's really interesting is you see these, you, you kind of offer the opportunity for someone to, to use a tool, uh, use a platform that they didn't really think that made sense to them, and then all of a sudden they're saying, wow, this is actually really working for me. Um, so that's kind of the, the reward in, in, in engaging in this kind of um, education. That's great. You know, Marilyn, I know that you're obviously based in France, and as we talked before, the beginning of the recording of this podcast, I definitely wanted to ask you about the differences you might see in European social media and in North American social media, being that you've been out to the Social Tools Summit twice already this year, and you know that we talked a lot about employee advocacy. From what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like vis-a-vis employee advocacy, there might not be that big of a gap. What, what do you see out there in Europe compared to North America? Well, you know, I would actually definitely agree with you. I mean, you know, we're dealing with um, – we have a local clients, you know, that are, let's say, in France or in, or in you know, Germany only or UK only. But we also – most of our clients are global. So that means, you know, they have an office somewhere in Europe, but they exist in the U.S., they exist, you know, in APAC. So, you know, um, when we start having these conversations – um, they're usually already thinking about, okay, how, do, how would this work in a different place? So we start addressing these kind of issues early on, like, okay, is there, is there going to be a problem from a policy point of view? Um, you know, is there going to be a reward system? Is that going to affect, uh, you know, uh, any legal uh, aspects, for example? Um, you know, uh, but in terms of, of the subject matter itself of employee advocacy, um, I think that in Europe, what I find is it varies. Um, you have certain countries or certain even certain sectors or industries that are more open or more prone to um, to engaging in this kind of idea. Uh, and then you have companies that are a bit more traditional. Um, you know, they're just entering uh, the social media space. They're not really sure how to navigate it. And of course, they have a lot of the concerns that most companies have about you know, having an employee say something that is incorrect or, you know, causing a, a bad buzz on social media, um, you know, th- those kind of sensitive uh, topics. And I would say that um, a lot of that, the, the, the challenge sometimes comes up uh, in, in particularly in, in banking and finance where, you know, there are some, you know, some delicate issues of, of compliance um, and we work with our, our clients to be able to address those things. So, um, you know, things like being able to flag content or, or monitor, disable, you know, control certain aspects of the sharing process to um, prevent, you know, certain content from being shared when perhaps, you know, it shouldn't be shared, you know. Um, but we really don't run into those kind of problems. I can't say right now that I have run into that problem where something negative has come out from uh, a sociable deployment. So that means that, you know, we're really taking care of, you know, making sure everything is clear uh, from the from the pre-launch phase to, you know, control systems put in place, you know, um, dedicated roles to make sure that everything rolls smoothly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's general, my general point of view uh, regarding the, the subject. 
Well, as you can hear, for listeners of the podcast, Marilyn has shared a wealth of information and advice based on helping a lot of large clients plan and implement an employee advocacy program. And as you can hear, just from the, the, you know, the depth of what Marilyn is talking about, it is obviously not a, not a trivial program to start. It's not like, hey, we're just going to launch a Twitter channel and start tweeting. It is a large, it is a large undertaking. Mm-hmm. And when you want to begin thinking about implementing such a program, you need to partner up with an expert. And as you can hear from Maryland, Sociable is definitely one of those experts. So I do hope you'll reach out to them. Maryland, how can listeners of this podcast reach out to you as well as Sociable? Well, they can visit our website, so www.sociable.com, and that's Sociable with two Bs. Um, and they can contact me directly, uh, my email. Uh, my name is Marilyn. Uh, it's, it's Marilyn, M-A-R-Y-L-I-N, at Sociable.com. Um, and yeah, they can, you know, start a conversation. I'm there. (laughs) That's great. So S O C I A B B L E Marilyn, thank you so much for being a guest on the maximize your social podcast today. I do hope that our paths will cross very soon. Definitely. Thank you, Neil, for having me. All right. Well, that's a wrap everybody. And as I like to say, wherever you are in the world, make it a great social day. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate all of your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at MaximizeYourSocial.com. Please also make sure to check out Neil's new community, the Social Media Center of Excellence, at SocialMediaCOE.com, as well as Neil's social media conference, the Social Tools Summit.